It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't get again. No, no. Live across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we are converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell radio program. Hello, America and beyond the fruited plain. Welcome home to the Wendy Bell Radio Program, your source for common sense conservatism every single day delivered by a mom. I am nothing more than that when I'm here with you today. Every day we talk about the truth. We talk about the things that matter to our families. We talk about our love of country. We talk about how we feel about this country. And that is causing this great national divorce, my friends. But it's not the one that you think it is. It's not us versus them in terms of Democrats versus Republicans. It's something different. And I'm going to explain that as we talk about what happened in New Hampshire. I don't really care about the numbers, right? I feel like all we're doing now is we're wasting time getting to the inevitable. I want to hit the gas. I want to get there. I want to move forward. I want progress. I'm tired of twisting. And I think you feel the same way. We're going to talk about that. If you're new to the program, hey, welcome. Give us a try. See what you think. Give us a day or two. And then maybe share us with a friend. That's how it spreads. Welcome home. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. You know, we started saying the pledge several years ago. In one of our radio station iterations of a show before I got fired. (laughs) Dragged Brock down with me. Jerry Nadler said he didn't want to say the pledge anymore. He said they already said it once in the day. Why would they say it again during their committee hearings? And I thought, you know what? We're going to start every single show with that pledge. Because it means something. It's not some memorized shtick. It's not a gimmick. Because the love that we have for this country is real. And it has gotten stronger. These last several years. We took a call several years ago and a man rang in from Ohio. We don't take many calls. His was surprising. I wasn't prepared for it. We were in the throes of COVID lockdown, the hysteria, the mania. All of us watching people in our lives who we love. Friends that we've had for years lose their absolute minds, become lunatics. 
as we watched and wondered what happened to these people, how quickly they're willing to give up their freedom, how quickly they are willing to bend over, to acquiesce, to not question anything. And we were puzzled by that. And this man phoned in and he told us about his daughter who lived in Pennsylvania. He was in Ohio and she had given him the most beautiful grandchildren. And she was holding them hostage from him. If he was not vaccinated and could not show proof to her to satisfy her that he was vaccinated and he was not welcome at her house and would not be able to see his grandchildren. I was breathless when I heard him talk. And I asked him, I said, are you going to do it? Are you going to get it? And he said, no. And it's killing me. Look, we've all in the last several years said goodbye to someone or they have decided to turn their back on us. And it's painful. But when you get to that point where there is no return, when the damage has been done and that part of your soul and your heart is dead to them and you have to walk away, that's what you do. I had to do it in my own family. Except when I did it, it had nothing to do with COVID. I was 16 years old when I closed the door on a relationship. The person I love very much to this day, we shared DNA. But I couldn't allow myself to be hurt anymore by that individual. And on that day, it ended. When you walk out that door and you know a chapter has closed for you, it can either be terrifying or liberating. This is what's going on in America today. This isn't a Democrat, Republican thing. It's not a left versus right, white versus black, gay versus straight. It's none of that. It is within our very party. It is the rhino establishment versus MAGA. It is the party of Mitch McConnell and John McCain and, and Mitt Romney versus those of us who believe and will not waver in our belief of what this country is and how we wish to pass it on to our children and our grandchildren. Now these people, these establishment Republicans, they thumb their noses at us every single day. They vote against our wishes. They lie on the campaign trail pretending to be what they are not. And the divorce is here. And we are walking out that door. And these people will be replaced. 
There is no more room for wishy-washy Melba toast, white bread, plain Cheerios, Republican Party. We are MAGA. And that means making America great again. And I'm tired of all the rhetoric. I'm tired of the slogans. I'm tired of the wannabes. I'm tired of the imposters. The people who want to show up and play dress up. We're done with you. Now, thankfully, we have your votes. We know your record. We know who you are. You are not a mystery to us anymore. What you are is dead weight. You are dragging us down. And you've snickered in the shadows as the toxic progressives have insulted us. And we are done. See, you don't hurt our feelings. We don't give you that kind of power. We just never forget. And if last night wasn't the decisive moment where the MAGA wing of the Republican Party of these United States shut the door on all of the nonsense baggage of the rhino establishment GOP. That was the night. That was the moment. Vivek Ramaswamy said it beautifully moments after Donald Trump welcomed him on stage. Listen. What we saw tonight is America first defeating America last. That's what we saw tonight. If you want America last, you can go to Joe Biden. You got another candidate still apparently in the Republican primary. Cut your Social Security to fork over more money to Ukraine so some kleptocrat can buy a bigger house. Go to Nikki Haley. But you know who delivered a double-digit victory tonight? It is a double-digit victory as of right now. Is this man, Donald J. Trump, the leader of America first. And that means something. Hell yeah, that means something. Hell yeah, that means something. See, what the establishment doesn't realize and what the left will never be able to see because they can't get out of their own way. They're too angry. They're too preoccupied with being victims, finding ways to cheat, to cut corners, to deceive and to lie. What they don't realize is it's not about Donald Trump. He is the conduit through which we take our country back. It is about a ground swell. It is attracting independent voters. It is attracting female voters. It is attracting black voters and Hispanic voters. Old, young, all across the fruited plain. Because people are saying, counseling can't fit this, fix this broken union. Only a divorce can. And here are the papers. I'm Wendy Bell. You're tuned in to the Wendy Bell Radio Network. More right after this. You know what this is like? This is how I look at America. 
I look at America as a home you buy that needs some work. It's got a great foundation. It's in a good neighborhood, by good schools. It's safe. There's some property connected to it. Your own land. There's beautiful trees. Neighbors you haven't met, maybe. Neighbors you know and, and have known forever. You're doing some renovation work. Got to do some stuff. You need a new bathroom. Kitchen needs to be updated. So you save and you squirrel and you sacrifice. And you find a crew and they come in and they tear out the old and they begin to build the new. It's new walls and new windows. Things are being moved around. And you're very close to completion. And then your house catches fire and burns to the ground. Not only were you so close, not only had you put all of that into it and suffered through the construction, now you have to remove all of what you've done. A reminder of how far now you're stepping backwards. And you have to rebuild. This is how I feel about what the Swamp Uniparty left progressive Marxist communist socialist rhinos, and they're all in the same barrel, have done to this country. They've taken a land of safety and security and prosperity, and they've done everything they can do to flush it down the toilet. And now here we are with the smoldering ruins and we're faced with a dilemma. Do you throw up your hands and move away and take the loss? Or do you put on your work gloves, call for reinforcements, and grab a wheelbarrow? I'm the latter category because I don't quit. And you don't quit. And America doesn't quit. And we will not let people who do not have our values lie anymore to our faces. And that means Nikki Haley. Headline from Breitbart, Nikki Haley spends 31 million dollars in losing the New Hampshire primary. Former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley spending 31 million to place second. The massive amount of money spent on losing the Granite State indicates how strong former President Donald Trump's grassroots support is in the state. It also suggests Haley would would waste and has wasted money on challenging Trump who spent $15.8 million defending against her globalist attacks. She outspent him two to one. And that's not even close to what the RNC has squandered. Below are the campaigns and outside group ad spending for Republican primary candidates in New Hampshire. This is from CNN. The group's pro-Haley, $31 million. The group's pro-Trump, 15.8. All others... 31 million. Haley's failure in New Hampshire mirrors her third place finish in Iowa. Here we go. Haley spent 
$2 million more than Governor Ron DeSantis, the most out of any candidate. Both amounted to more than half the total, $123 million in ads between the Republican candidates since Monday. <laughs> what? The, if this is cost-effective spending for them, if they think they're getting an ROI on this, there is no return on the investment. It's called doing construction, and then right before you put in the final piece, that last little subway tile on your backsplash, right? The last beam of wood on the ground. Taking a Zippo lighter and a jug of gasoline and lighting the place on fire. That's what this ridiculous spending is. In total, Republicans spent 162, excuse me, 167.2 million dollars in Iowa and New Hampshire trying to defeat to defeat Donald Trump in this primary. Trump spent just 34.1 million. What are you doing? What are you doing, Rana? What what are you doing, wizards of genius at the RNC who are not even remotely conservative and they sure as hell aren't MAGA? I wear that moniker proudly. That's not some bruise. That's not some insult to me. That doesn't hurt my feelings. I stand up a little straighter when I consider what making America great again means. It means getting the workers on the job site. It means removing all of the charred remains of what had been built prior that had been burned down. It means coming up with great blueprints. It means finding the right people to help construct the right pieces of the house. It means finding the right neighbors to move into the neighborhood. And it means the final step, which is putting that American flag proudly on the outside of your home. They want to trash it all. They want to burn it down. They think they have. Now, see, we will fix what has been screwed up. We will take the people who've come here. And no matter what it takes, we will send them back home. And we will create a land of freedom, of faith, and of family. And we will not be defeated. Period. Coming up after the short break, we're going to talk about this. The different chirping voices about last night. From Dean Phillips... To Charles Payne, next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. The thing that's funny is I believe the the folks on the left, sort of like Hillary Clinton, when she called us all deplorables, she thought that was a slam, that she was demeaning us, belittling us, disparaging us. I think what she did was awaken so many people. See, that guise of bipartisan cooperation, right, just went poof when she said that. It's like all these indictments against Donald Trump. What have they done? 
They've made him stronger. They've they've generated more support for him in unlikely areas. I'm like blacks for Trump. That that is a thing now because of what these folks have done, because they think that you are garbage. Honestly, they think you are garbage. And they have this very smug, holier than thou, belittling, belittling way of communicating it. You're going to hear a little bit of it but before we before we go there. I love this because you cannot insult people whose whose greatest love is country. You, you cannot you cannot tarnish that by throwing silly names around because it doesn't work. That love is indescribable. It is baked into who we are. And. And. And it defies description because you can taste it. I want you to hear Dean Phillips. He was on CNN. So, you know, he is, he did really well yesterday, 20%, right? 20%. He's running against a guy and a party that I don't think Dean Phillips realized the same way I I don't think uh, Carrie Lake realized how dirty the machine is I don't think Dean Phillips realized how much Barack Obama hates this country and how much damage he has done to it and how much more he wants to hurt us. But I think I think Dean Phillips sees it. I think he realizes what's going on. And he said something very interesting on the CNN interview talking about New Hampshire. You know, we're not surprised Donald Trump won. Okay, yeah, we know he won. He's going to keep winning. He's going to win. Dean Phillips said he was at an event, and across the street in New Hampshire, there was a line of people waiting to get into a a Trump rally of some nature. And so he decided, and and hats off to Dean Phillips, he decided to, to walk across the street and to find out it's it's cold out, why are you guys standing for hours here? Like, what's going on? He had to figure out what would encourage people to, to just stand there. And what it is, it is that love that defies definition. And he got a flavor of it on his tongue. And he said this on CNN last night, though. We have a crisis of participation. And I got to tell you guys, I went to... A Donald Trump rally a couple nights ago. Never been to one. Uh, I had an event across the street. I saw the line of people waiting in the cold for hours. And I thought, what the heck? You know, I'm going to be a leader who actually invites people, doesn't condemn them. Met probably 50 Trump people waiting in line. Every single one of them, thoughtful, hospitable, friendly. All of them so frustrated that they feel nobody's listening to them but Donald Trump. A diverse crowd, people who had never been to a Trump event before. My party is completely delusional right now completely delusional what an appropriate comment to make because that's the story if you've ever been to a trump rally you you know what it feels like the first one i went to i went alone i have never felt anything like that in my life it's not 
a gimmick. It's not a sham. There's no bells and whistles. There's no special production value. You know what it is? It's a lot of American flags. It's a lot of people wearing red, white, and blue. It's a lot of people who feel the way we do. And it's comfortable. And it's invigorating. Dean Phillips experienced that. My party is delusional, he said. Then last night on Fox, they have this, you know, decision desk, whatever the hell it's called, where they're all sitting there and they're having a conversation. It's Brett Baer, whatever. Martha McCallum, whatever. Kaylee McEnany, uh, Kellyanne Conway, whomever the the Democrat that they always have. uh, What's her name? I forget. Uh, Jessica Tarlov, right? And Charles Payne. And Charles Payne, who does usually the Fox business stuff, who's just wonderful. He says what you feel, and it feels comfortable. He said Joe Biden's hatred of MAGA is beyond destructive to the left. It is insulting to those of us who feel about America that way. Listen to this. He loses his cool, and it's brilliant. Go. You know, Charles, you talked about uh, the issues here and how immigration here is is at the top, but it also is an economic issue, and it crosses all boundaries. And it is a weakness for President Biden and the Democrats. Uh, Dean Phillips talks about this on the trail, and he talks about how Democrats demean MAGA voters. He talked about it with me today, saying that, you know, it's just strange that they're talking about a, a group of voters like that. Yeah, and, and, and I don't think it's narcissism. I think if it's you've lived in New York long enough, you know it's maybe a New York thing. Someone punches you, you punch him back harder. That's the way I grew up in Harlem. Not so. if the country's at stake, right? He won. He became president of the United States. Uh, with that same personality. I, I don't think that, you know, he, listen, I think it's worse with Biden calling MAGA. Biden's anger and vitriol and hatred for MAGA is far more worse than President Trump's individual battles with someone who crosses him. That is something that is really detrimental to this country, that the president of the United States despises half of the United States. President Biden, I, I said earlier today, I just for about a week ago, I had a segment coming up, so I, I Googled Biden hates MAGA. Nothing but articles after articles after articles. He has expressed hatred for Who's half of the country. Who's writing those articles? It doesn't matter. And Look it's at not. Him. Because, because the bottom line is he says it. He has vitriol for them. And so does MSNBC and so does CNN and so does the New York Times. Boom. They have vitriol for half of the nation. They don't look at them like fellow Americans. And it's unfortunate. They try to paint them as racist. That all the things that they do to their fellow Americans who simply want a safe home, a safe community, for the children to have prosperity. They want the same thing, but they demean them all the time. That's why I think Phillips was so intriguing because he went to a rally to find out for himself. And guess what? Golly, these are some pretty cool people. They're just like us. Now there's Jessica Tarnov. She's dying to jump in because she's not listening. All she wants is to jump in and say, no, that's not true. No, I've got a counterpoint. No, but you guys do this. No, but you guys do that. Get out of the playground. Get off of the elementary school jungle gym, Jessica. We're fighting for your country too. Do you not see that? But she doesn't. 
Martha McCallum jumps in here and she's going to say something white bread, right? Oh, I, I guess people all just kind of want safe streets and all of that. And I, I wanted to just like, Ugh. but then Jessica's going to, the Democrat on the, on the panel, the liberal on the panel, whatever. She does not get it. They don't get it. And it will be their destruction. Listen. It's no longer that people are in these boxes based on what what their gender is or what they look like. They they appear to want, you know, a safe country and they appear to want uh, a good economy, regardless of, of what label they have. That's completely fine. And I know that the lines have shifted dramatically. And But Joe Biden's responsible for a lot of that. You say that he's demeaned half the country. First of all, it's 74 million people that voted for Donald Trump. And he is explicit every time he talks about the MAGA movement to say that this is a subsection of the Republican Party, which is borne out in elections Bull. when you see people voting against Donald Trump. And this idea that but what about the, the people way voting that Democrats... For him? What about the people voting for yeah, him? He I'm gives teleprompter speeches. I, I mean, you have to understand yes, that it's... Yes, but he is talking about insurrectionists. Oh, now, God. He has, yes, he no. is. No, no, no. He <laughs> might be talking about January 6th, and he calls... He says MAGA like it's a swear Jessica. word, you know, instead of a slogan. He says MAGA. Joe Biden says MAGA as though it's a swear word. And by the way, if this Jessica lady honestly thinks that January 6th hasn't been debunked and unraveled and blown up, 75 different ways till Sunday. She's asleep at the wheel. Some people will not be saved. You have these people in your life. Some of them are in your family. You don't stop loving them. I love these people. I just feel sorry for them. And I don't see a path forward in any other relationship other than exchanging niceties and ensuring everybody's family is okay. That's legitimately how several of my relationships with people in my world are now. There's no getting together. I don't want to go see you. I don't want to go out for lunch. Not interested in socializing. I care about you as a human being. I care about your family. And I will never stop that. But everything else I've walked away from. Because you will not be saved. And I can't waste energy on that. Kellyanne Conway jumps in here then. And she says something very interesting. Listen to this. And I've said many times on this network, and I'll say it again tonight, if people, a lot of people, spend a fraction of the time that they spend obsessing over Donald Trump, the person, learning one thing about the Trump voter, things may be very different. 100%. If you're unwilling on either side, wherever you fall on whatever spectrum you're gauging things by, and you're unwilling to, to hear were to continue talking to someone whose opinions are different than yours. I'm not talking about those people in your life who you've been forced to walk away from. But average people, we've got issues. Demonizing MAGA is sad because we're the warriors. We're the army. We're the construction workers. We're the builders. We're the savers. 
There's no denying that. When we come back, CNN admits Nikki Haley's support is not at all from Republicans, right? And you're not surprised by that, but you might hear the degree to which randos came in for Nikki Haley. Oh boy, little surprising. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. Uh, Nikki Haley, it was never Nikki Haley's time. We all knew that. It's not a surprise. It's not a surprise that she's being clobbered. It's not a surprise that she says she's going to continue forward. Because if, as many people have submitted, she is part of that cabal, all she wants to do is death by a thousand cuts, perhaps. And that is to drain the well of donors, drain the, the money that is supposed to be used to push Donald Trump over the finish line. I don't really think it's going to be that hard of a sell, but anyway, the money should be there for that. She's going to be dripping and t- stealing it, taking it, whittling it away, and that is the plan. It's a lot of people think that, right? And you can kind of surmise that when you look at some of these numbers. David Chalian, he's with CNN. He's their political director, and he's at one of those big monitors. And he's got all this, all these numbers behind him, and he's going to talk about the support. What kind of person is supporting Donald Trump's candidacy? And what kind of person, how politically do they align? Do they align with MAGA? Do they align with the Democrats? Do they align independent? Who are these people who are coming out allegedly in support of Nikki Haley vis-a-vis Donald Trump? Now, I knew it was bad. I knew it was a swing. I didn't know it was this bad. Listen to this. Take a look at the numbers. Among Trump voters, 70% of them, according to our exit polls, are registered Republicans. Donald Trump His support, 27% of his voters are registered undeclared or independents. Uh, 3% were unregistered before today. Look at how that compares with Nikki Haley. It's a complete reversal. It's an alternate universe. Among Haley voters, 70% are registered undeclared. Only 27% are registered Republicans. Registered undeclared is probably code for Democrat. So she she has people who are not... Republicans voting for her. Does that not tell you everything you need to know? Right? And then there's this. So CNN is on the street and they, they're talking to, outside of a polling place, a quote-unquote Nikki supporter. Well, they're really not a Nikki Haley supporter, but because of the way the primary operates in New Hampshire, people who are not of the party can vote in the primary. And so this reporter snags this dude who's just voted for Nikki Haley. And this is what comes out. Go. Nikki Haley. And why did you vote for Nikki Haley? Uh, It's a vote against Trump. Mm. Uh, I think it would be better to have her against Biden in the uh, elections than it would be Trump and her. Do you consider yourself generally independent, Republican or Democrat? Uh, Democrat. So when you undeclared... You voted for Nikki Haley. If it was Nikki Haley against Joe Biden in a general election, who are you voting for? Joe Biden. What is the... Bing, 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 bing. This is the huge number we dropped on you last week. That this huge lion's share of people who, quote unquote, support Nikki Haley. If Nikki Haley was not the candidate and it was Trump versus Biden, 46% of those people who would vote for Nikki Haley... 
in a primary in their state said that they would instead, if she wasn't the candidate and it was Donald Trump, they would vote for Joe Biden. That's that's not MAGA. That's establishment. That's rhino. That's Democrat progressive garbage. Those are not the people who I want anywhere close to the Oval Office. Period. How about this story? It's funny to me when Senator John Cornyn comes out and he says to Nikki Haley, end your campaign. It's time for the GOP to unite behind Donald Trump. Hey, John, where have you been? Where have all of you clowns been? Because the time to unite behind Donald Trump happened when he came down that escalator. That was the time. Period. Do you really need to wait to see what what America is going to do at the polls? Do you not know? Are you not paying attention? Are you like that Jessica Tarlov on, on Fox News who is not listening because you're so interested in whatever you're doing? You're missing the picture. You're not hearing the voices. You're not seeing the disgust and the disdain. You're not impacted yet then by the millions of people. The Uniparty has allowed. Look, I expect this from Democrats. I expect this from them. When you have 107 rhino Republicans in the House of Representatives who vote in favor of a continuing resolution or who vote in favor of an absolutely reckless, bloated infrastructure bill that doesn't do crap. How are your roads and bridges? Y'all doing well? Everything's good where you are? Because you're two trillion in the hole after that. Feeling good? Money well spent? Of course not. All of this is an exercise. And it's flushing out those who have to be replaced. And it's happening. And it sucks that it takes so daggone long. I want to grab John Cornyn by his, by his jacket and shake his shoulders and say, where have you been, dude? Where have you been? Because every single day we're out on the freaking front lines fighting for this, sir. Now you think it's time for Nikki Haley to bow out. Fantastic. Ronna McDaniel, listen to this. Looking at the math and the path going forward, and I don't see it for Nikki Haley. I think she's run a great campaign, but I do think there is a message that's coming out from the voters, which is very clear. Mm. We need to unite around our eventual nominee, which is going to be Donald Trump, and we need to make sure we beat Joe Biden. It is 10 months away till the November election, and we can't wait any longer to put our foot on the gas, to beat the worst president, to beat a president that's kept our borders open, allowed fentanyl to pour through, allowed inflation to to go rampant. He is hurting the American people, and we need to do everything we can to unite so that we can defeat him. Vivek Ramaswamy, he should have that job. Pack your bag, sister, because you don't hear us either. Get out. We're done. Coming up, hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio program. It's a showdown in Texas. Supreme Court says one thing. National Guard says, I don't think so. That's next.